you go grab my cough? Coffee? Jesus Christ. I have coughing fits, and that's not going to sound good on camera. Well, it's not a camera. Audio. Audio, audio, audio. Siblings. Hello, hello. Siblings. Testes. One, two, three. You only have one left. Yeah, I know. I'm going to buy more when I get back from New York. New York. Yeah. This is the last one. I know. That's what only having one means. I understand math. Did you hear me? Yeah. I wish I had headphones. I had headphones. Yeah, well, I gotta get... Close the door. I gotta <laughs> get a headphone amplifier. Wouldn't it be cool if we could talk to each other through walls? Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, once I get... The headphone amplifier is part of... The list. Shopping list. Of, Shopping. Yeah. I lost my Gatorade. Oh, did the girl? Oh, you're dumb. I didn't know. How am I dumb? Exactly. <laughs> Is this gonna be a fast episode? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we we're supposed to be somewhere at six. It is five oh three right now. But if we get to talking about interesting shit, the people we're meeting can wait. Um. Where are we going to eat? Hmm? Where? Where? We're podcasting. Nobody that listens to this cares where we're going to eat. It's called Lone Star Grill, and you've been there, but it was called something else when you were there. Um, okay, young Tristel. The first subject I want to talk to you about is this. Look on the big screen. Let's assume you were going to vote. Okay. You know what? We don't even have to do that. I'm not going to ask you who you're who you're going to vote for, because that's that's kind of pointless. So, I'm I have a web page pulled up with. Well, you would be mad when I answered. Huh? You would be mad when I answered. Why would I be mad? Donald Trump. Just kidding. <laughs> Well, that's I'm curious about. So, what do you know about each of these candidates? So, if I were to say Donald Trump, racist. Racist. What else? Immigrant was, and he's against immigrants. Immigrant. Oh, so like hypocrisy. Yeah. What else? Any? Do you know anything about like his tax plan? Nope. What if I were to say wall to you? He wants to build a wall in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing? Why are you, you... Don't ask me. I'm asking you. Bad thing. Why? You're rubbing the crap out of your mic with your t-shirt. Quit that. Stop it. Um. Bad boy. <laughs> okay. Well, if I was going to say Hillary Clinton... What do you know about her? I don't know that much about her. You, you know nothing about her? Um, the only thing I know about her is, like, the thing she said about, um, uh, like, if you don't vote for me, or, like, people, women who don't vote for me have a special place in hell. 
Oh, well, that's something. She didn't say that. A supporter of hers did. But she was standing right next to her and laughed and giggled like it was a thing humans should say. What if I were to... If you were to say... If I was to reference Hillary Clinton's tax plan, what would you think? Do you think she would charge more taxes or less taxes? More. If I were to say Donald Trump, reference Donald Trump's tax plan, would or you... Or less, I would say. Less on who? Uh, Hillary. You think Hillary would... Okay. Uh, what about Donald Trump? More, because he needs the money to build the wall. Interesting. Um, okay. What about Marco Rubio? This I is no crud about him. Okay, this is April fifth. He's already sort of dropped out of the race. Um let's see. What do you know about Ted Cruz? Nothing. What state is Ted Cruz from? Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh can I say something funny? Yes, of course. There's a kid named Johnny Cruz. Jonathan Cruz? And he There's an actor named Tom Cruise. And he kind of has the same, like, nose as Ted Cruise. Yeah. He's famous for his nose because he looks like an elf. Oh, um, interesting. And so we call him Ted Cruise's son. Okay. Um, And if I were to say, so do you know anything about what Ted Cruz, like, what does Ted Cruise think about immigrants? Of what? Immigrants. The immigration issues that the country's having. What? Oh, taxes. So Ted Cruz, uh, do you think he would charge more or less taxes? I mean, I'm watching the news every morning when you get up. You don't pay attention to none of it. Um, more he needs to because he needs face surgery. <laughs> All right, I'll buy that. Okay, Jeb Bush is also out of the race. Do you think? But does his who's who's he? He's the Bush son. I forgot the guy's name. The son of who? Bush, president. How do you forget a president? Not only a president, but the guy that was president for the. The first four years of your life, like, and your mother wouldn't shut up about him. Uh, George W. Bush? Is that the Bush you're talking about? I was thinking about the Bush before him. Okay. That's actually, I thought you were screwing up and I was wrong. You were right. Okay. I thought I was going to have to correct you. No, yeah. So he is George Herbert Walker Bush's son, just like George... W. Bush right here. These two are brothers. Both of them are sons of another former president. Right? Oh, can I say something? Oh, what? I learned something in school. because you know, Is this the funny thing you were going to say earlier, but you started coughing like a psychopath? No. I learned that during World War... World War... World War... <laughs> World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The president at the time 
Yes. Had sheep instead of lawnmowers to mow his, mow his lawn because he wanted to save money for the soldiers. What? Yeah. He bought sheep instead of like the workers that work at. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Keep talking. Um, yeah. In, Where'd you hear that? In a, um, um. Keep talking. In, um, a, uh, article I was reading by my history teacher, uh, about the different pets in the White House, the, uh, Theodore Le Roosevelt's sons had a, uh, pony that they put in an elevator, and, uh, the, Abraham Lincoln's children had, or no, Theodore Roosevelt had sheep, Abraham Lincoln had the pony. Mm-hmm. No, that's really cool. So it says, not only did it save on manpower with the landscaping, but it earned over $50,000 for the Red Cross by selling off the wool. And during they were trying to set an example for being a responsible American household, to, you know, supporting the war effort and all that. And they suspended entertaining at the White House. What? They suspended entertaining. So, like, they didn't throw part big parties like all the presidents tend to do. To save money? Yeah, to save money. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And there's pictures of it. There's yeah, sheep. I mean, I know little to nothing about Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, me neither. And one of these years See? I should read. Yeah, that's a pretty cool picture. Show me more. Sheep grazing on the south lawn of the White House. That's pretty cool. Yeah, good little factoid that fell out of your sickly brain. Sickly in many ways. Uh, what was the funny thing you were going to say earlier? I forgot. Yeah. Okay. So, goddamn. The only bad thing about holding my mic like this is it rubs my found, beard. Steven, I found you can put it just above your ears. Right here. Yeah. I can't with the headphones, though. Oh. Um, we're going to... That's part of that list of stuff we're going to buy is mics that sit on a stand instead of are worn or mounted to a truck. <laughs> okay, so Jeb Bush, if more or less taxes. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Ask why. The microphone doesn't know you're making silly faces. I know. What? I forgot. Sure. Wait. Oh, okay. Did George W. Bush have a lot of taxes? George W. Bush didn't really. Um, some would say, some do say, that he lowered taxes too much, at least on the rich. 
Does that tell you inform your answer on Jeb Bush? Yes. Why? I feel like... You know they're not the same guy, right? Yeah, I know. I feel like they would... Uh, Jeb Bush would want to raise the taxes on the rich people, right? And lower the taxes on, like, the lower middle class people because he wants to set a better example than his brother. Okay. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one. Um... Okay, let's circle back around to that. Bernie Sanders. What do you know about Bernie Sanders? I don't know anything. He's old. More or less taxes. More. Why? I don't like him. You don't like him just because he's... Why? Old? Just because he's old? Yeah. Okay. They'll pro- he'll probably need money so he can, they can build him a new body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so I guess let's kind of go on the work. I'm gonna, eh, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm an expert on this, uh, but I'm gonna Trump try to. Yeah, usually, I like on the podcast. It's like we try to show, you know, we try to discuss something that you're halfway educated on. Yeah. To when I'm not educated at all. Apparently. I'm just trying to make funny jokes. I knew I hadn't really talked to you about it before, but I thought you would have picked stuff up just by osmosis. They don't talk to you about this at school at all? No, we're learning, like, we're in the Civil War right now. What's that got to do with anything? We only learn about the Civil War. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the teaching. Like, when, so when I was, when I was younger than you, I was in... I don't think I'd have to do the math, but second or third grade, and uh, Ronald Reagan was running for re-election. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was when Bush, Daddy Bush, was running. It would. It probably would have been when Daddy Bush was running. Probably in the primary. Uh, I was going to a private school, a private elementary school at the time. I have to ask you a question. Hang on to it. Don't forget it. And because I'll forget what I'm saying if you keep jumping in the middle. And uh, yeah, because I I don't think I would have been in school when Reagan was running for re-election. I think he was 80 and 84, so 88. Yeah, I would have been in like early elementary school. Uh, so that would have been Daddy Bush, uh, right? Because he was president from 84 to, or, or eight, sorry, 88 to 92. He was vice president of Ronald Reagan. And before that, he was head of the CIA. And before that, he, a long time before that, he was a war hero. He was, was uh, shot down in World War II. He was a pilot in the South Pacific. Anyway, what were you going to say? Okay. Why is Ronald Reagan, like, an important name in my head? Uh, I'm not really sure why for you, since you don't know anything about presidents at all, apparently, except the one of them owns some sheep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I hope you know a couple of them got shot, including Ronald Reagan, but he didn't get killed by the shooting. He got killed by 
time oldness. Uh, Ronald, I don't know what. I'm sure your grandmother has probably talked all kinds of trash about Ronald Reagan. If you've been around her while she brought him up, uh, it's very popular with Democrats right now to hate Ronald Reagan, which is interesting to me because the way I remember it from when I was a kid, everybody loved Ronald Reagan, right? Like, so the drug war, you know, our drug war, the war on drugs, one of the stupidest policies ever in the history of humanity. Um, especially for a country that is supposed to be the leader in bringing freedom to human civilization, right? <clears throat> Ronald Reagan and his, well, Nancy Reagan, his, that's maybe why his wife died a couple weeks ago, Nancy Reagan. That's not why. Uh, that was in the news and stuff. But uh, they were kind of the faces of the drug war when it really became blew up in the 1980s like uh nixon started it in the 70s uh and carter continued and ford and carter continued it and it just built and built and built and now it's like one of the biggest money makers in american government and global government it's like if you're saying hey i want to raise taxes to pay for AIDS research, people will be like, eh, meh. if you're like, hey, I want to raise taxes to shoot a bunch of brown people in the face because they might have drugs, people will just start signing checks. I don't understand it, but I wasn't of age in the 80s when they sold it. Like, if you watch most action movies in the 80s, the bad guys were drug, like, cartel people, right? And part of that's because, well, you've watched Miami Vice with me. So Miami Vice, the TV show, uh, was based on, it was a reaction to the drug culture. And Miami was kind of the focal point of the drug trafficking uh, trade in the late 70s and through the 80s. Because a lot of the Colombian... Uh, drugs came in through Miami, right? It was just one of the, there was so much, I guess you'd call it like the market share was so diverse for as far as law enforcement. Uh, like there just wasn't enough bandwidth in the law enforcement to cover all the crap that was going on in, excuse me, South Florida at the time because drugs were coming in from all over the world. Um, Cuban immigrants, or not immigrants, refugees, I guess is the right word, because that was, you know, we recently ended our trade embargo with Cuba, where we said, you know, it's illegal to trade with Cuba. Uh, do you know, you know about that? Yeah. Uh, so John F. Kennedy back in the 60s, it was Cuba allied themselves with Russia during the nuclear scare in the, that era of the Cold War. Like, the whole fear was that, um, well, this, what's the horrible X-Men movie that's set during the Cuban Missile Crisis? Uh, the first one where the, it was set in the 60s, the first one when, like, the new guy was playing Professor X. When, like, Professor X got shot at the end of it. 
right? You remember that one? They were on the beach, and there was all the ships, and Magneto stopped all the missiles in the air. Nope. Oh, my God, you're the dumbest person. I know you've seen that movie. Nope. It's horrible. Yes, you have. Nope. We, you went to see it with me in the theater. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, it's horrible. It is, by a huge margin, the worst X-Men movie, which sucks because X-Men 3 was rancid and i thought it would be the worst one ever but they topped it and isn't that the one with the Clint? director of the one i'm talking about it's not days of future past it's the one before and the director is an english guy who i actually like uh although mostly he's a producer anyway all right so i was trying to i'm going off on an x-men crappy movie tangent what I'm trying, anyways, so in the 60s, you know about the Cold War and Russia. Like, we weren't friends with Russia. We were going to blow each other off the face of the earth and destroy the earth in the process. And da da da. Zombies. Well, that's zombies, right. And uh, so Cuba is very close to Florida. Like, real, like, people, refugees, like the joke I always make is. You know, well, you know, in Texas, illegal immigrants like sneak across a river. In Florida, they ride a door across the ocean, cause like it's that close that they can float on a little nothing. If and there's, I don't know, I'm not gonna pretend to be familiar with all motorized the nuance of the laws over there. Door. No, not even motorized, just like hand paddled. They're just like, hey, you, you're the strongest kid on the door, so you get to swim behind it and push. <laughs> oh, there goes little Timmy. Mm-hmm. The sharks got him. Good thing we have AK. Not even. No, well, Uzis. they probably have. No, no, they wouldn't have Uzis. Uzis are, that's a weird thing. So, okay, so John F. Kennedy it was, I don't know, it's like this weird totalitarian move that if you look at back on it now, you're like, why would you even do that? Like, why would you, because it's, okay, so Cuba's this little country, close, it's like at the time, you know, in the 50s, it was going to be like, it was, it was one of the like awesome, in the early part of the 20th century, it was this awesome vacation spot where you could go on there's islands and beautiful women and da 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 right? And in, in the 50s, it was going to be an alternative to the, uh, it's actually, it's in uh, Godfather Part 2 when you get old enough to see that. They detail it a little bit. Uh, but it's true. Meyer Lansky and all these guys, the big mafia guys, we're investing a bunch of money into Cuba, Cuba when it was, I can't remember who the old regime was, but um, before the communists took over. And it was, and they were going to build like a alternative to Las Vegas there. They were going to build all these casinos and Americans were going to go there and it was going to be like Las Vegas on an island in a beautiful part of the ocean, right? Doesn't that sound awesome? Right. Without the desert. 
Exactly. Vegas not exactly. Like it would, it probably would have killed Las Vegas. Like we, like if that we would have not have Las Vegas. Yeah, you and me would never have heard of Las Vegas if like, if they would have been successful. Las Vegas would be like a truck stop with a slot machine in it. In that's my from my limited familiarity with it. You would see the in fifty five six. I'm probably way off. I know in the late fifties, mid to late fifties, uh, the communists took over, which were led by a guy, guy named uh, Fidel Castro. You heard of him? Uh uh-uh. Oh my God, you're so uh, sad. I'm such a failure as a parent, apparently. I only um, know about... So, these militant guys took over, killed everybody. Michael Corleone kissed his brother on the cheek, and they got out on a banana boat or a door or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so... The and so, that turns into a period of time <laughs> where the communist militants are in charge of Cuba, but we're still trying to negotiate and be like, hey, we're right here and we're a huge national power maybe don't piss us off back and forth back and forth PR stuff quit it you're messing up your mind and uh, finally in uh, whatever year Godfather 3 with the year Godfather 3 um when Godfather 3 3 was set in the 90s Godfather 2. Two and a half. Yeah. Um, they allied themselves with communist Russia, and so we were afraid that they were going to put missiles and missiles, and maybe they did put them, and I'm, I just don't know. Never looked that much into it, but um, we decided to punish them. We were going to cut off our fiscal relationship with Cuba. So it was just like putting up a wall financially. So Cuban cigars are the one kind of to where it was a punchline for about 30 years. I have some, I think I have some Cuban cigars somewhere. Um, So Cuban cigars were supposed to be some of the best cigars on the face of the earth, but we weren't allowed to buy, you know, sell them cars or buy their cigars or, you know, buy Hawaiian, you know, like Aloha shirts that were made there or, uh, you know, whatever. We weren't allowed to trade with them like we do with, you know, Mexico or France or China, right? That's why we don't have shirts that say Made in Cuba on them or something like that, right? We still don't? Well... Uh, actually, just a couple of months ago, uh, the our government finally decided to lift the trade ban. But the funny thing is, like, in my generation, we grew up hearing all these stories about Cuba, about uh, how, like, all the cars there are 50s cars, Ameri- 50s American cars. Because they just, it's like, they say if you go over there, it's like walking through a time machine. You're all of a sudden in the 50s. Like all their technology is that old because they aren't because we're the technology leaders, and isn't China a big technology leader? 
Uh, China is a manufacturing leader. So, like, we design the crap and we outsource to them to just have menial labor build it, right? Makes sense? <laughs> so, like, we, Apple is based here. Apple designs an iPhone. Apple hires a factory in China to build the iPhone. The Not, not to build the first one, but to build millions of them, right? Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot of technological advancement coming out of China. All, I mean, they're not bad. They're, you know, one of the biggest countries on the face of the earth. Uh, but, yeah, they don't have any – they don't have that type of innovation in there. And, like, everything that's made China – as big as they are, are really kind of things that we innovated. Like even like the factories and stuff. Like we were the we were the leaders in the industrial revolution, right? And in in my opinion, yeah, everybody's mad. That's something you hear. So talking, going back to the presidential candidates, everybody's mad about the well that those presidents they keep signing in. Uh, backing policies that allow big corporations to ship all the jobs to China. You know, they're, you know, so like making the iPhones. There's a lot of people that are mad that we're not building those here. Because let's say there's, I don't know how many, let's say there's a million Chinese guys or kids, women, whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that, but working that have factory jobs building iPhones to meet demand. They're like, well, that's bullshit when we got well that's not okay. <laughs> when we have like union leaders and people like that are like, that's not okay when we have millions of people out of work here that could be working those menial labor jobs. And they're like, how dare you do that one well there's two points that i would make and then Did again I make this my is point? yeah those people that are could be having those menial labor jobs are too lazy to go out and get them that's why they don't have jobs they could go get themselves a job i mean you're not okay it's okay well you're 11 you're not wrong. It's an oversimplification, but you're not wrong. And that's kind of what I'm, where I'm going to go with it. And mine is also an oversimplification, but a little bit of an expansion of what you're talking about. So, that's funny. We're going to fill up a whole podcast just talking about this. I thought I was going to do half this and half another subject, but we're going to kill this whole podcast. Yeah. That's okay. I'm it's, I'm having fun with this discussion. Yeah, and so, we'll have more content for the next one. Do you know what a union is? Okay, okay so I was gonna say something. Okay. okay. You were just giving me that completely lost look. Maybe it's, that's just your normal look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um a group of people. You're yeah, not 
don't wrong know. so far. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's say the city of Dallas. Okay. All right. I really like Dallas. Terry old Dallas people. Uh, really I'm like not Dallas. a fan of Dallas, but just a big city. Um, for whatever reason, demand gets funky and all the plumbers uh, like see their prices going down and uh, and they're like not making enough to make a living, but they know. So I guess what would have precipitated it back in the day was these plumbers, there's a few plumbers and there's high in demand because, of course, when you need a plumber, you need yeah. a plumber, right? And so over decades, generations, whatever, uh, young up-and-coming people see that, and they're like, oh, I'll become a plumber, and I'll undercut that guy's prices. And they undercut and undercut and undercut, and they just keep getting cheaper and cheaper, and more people, you know, more young plumbers come in, and I'm just using plumbing as an example, until... Like the guys that were making really awesome living livings are barely paying their bills, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so they decide this is ridiculous, and they get together with the top plumbing companies, and they're like, "Hey, let's start a union of plumbers." And and. Let's and they're like, okay, well, now we're a union, right? And we're gonna say you need to have certifications to be in our union, and you need to charge a certain minimum price to be in our union. And they're like, okay, but all these other young upstart guys, they're gonna, if you know, they're gonna walk into all their customers and say, I can do that, but for cheaper. And they're like, yeah, that's check this out. This is the slick move that unions do. They go to the government, they hire lobbyists, lobby, you're rubbing your mic, they hire lobbyist firms and they get laws passed saying you're not allowed to hire anybody but a union plumber. So if, you know, if I'm a private company or in some cases a private, you know, individual at my home, I can't hire an electrician or a plumber or a roofer or blah, 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 whatever, unless they're in the union. So that screws all those little guys, um, which sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's like there's a lot of good and bad history with unions. It's like uh, there's a there's a thing with uh, miners in uh, like Kentucky, the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> Back in the day, turn do this. Turn your mic. Just hold your mic. Yeah, because you're still like coughing. Um, oh, sorry, guys. And uh, like, I don't like they would put out ads, and all these like people that were low income, no income would would see like this promised income, you know, and they're like, oh crap, I'm going to Kentucky to work for the mine, and I'm gonna get the coal mine and I'm going to make that much money that they advertise and they just fled there. It was like a mini gold rush, right? But for coal. And they got there and they were poor so they didn't have a way to get out and they had to live in 
houses provided to them by the so they they the fine print is kind of what it came down to and it was fraud basically but so they got paid that much right say it was you know $35 a week or something back then pretty you know decent amount but it'd be 30 so I would do for 30 wait, $35 a week 30 dollars $35 a week would be good for you yeah yeah cuz you're stupid and um I would just spend it all <laughs> yeah uh, so thirty-five dollars a week, um, let's say whatever, whatever it was. But then it'd be like, oh, but you have to. The only houses here are owned by the mining corporation, so you have to rent from us. So that would be ten dollars a week. So now they're down to twenty-five dollars a week, and they'd be like, oh, well, you have to. The only grocery store here is the company store, and you have to buy groceries from us. So say that's five dollars a week. Oh, and you have to the tools that you use in the mines. You're gonna have to rent those from us. That's five dollars a week. So now they're down to five dollars a week profit. And they're like, oh, you need medicine for your kid who got sick. That's gonna be out of that you need electricity for your little crappy house that's going to be out of that fight so basically there's an old there's a country song called like i owe my soul to the country store or the company store sorry so it was kind of a scam that the mining companies you know the mining companies were making huge profits that like the world had never seen before like and so they union the workers. It took them a long time, but they unionized, and the union saved a lot of, like helped a lot of people in that situation. But then there's situations like the Teamsters and, uh, you know, the North, Chicago, New Jersey stuff where there's organized crime. Like the unions are a tool of organized crime in a lot of parts of the United States. And but okay, so all that explanation about unions. So. A lot of those workers, like, okay, a good example. Nabis- it was in the news last week. So Nab- Nabisco that makes Oreo cookies yeah. and makes tons of other crap. Last week or the week before or whatever, they announced that they're going to cut a bunch of jobs in America. They're going to lay off a bunch of people, and they're going to open a factory in Mexico, right? Okay. So your Oreos might come with a made in Mexico, H O E Mexico tag on them, right? And so, like, the people that are about to get laid off, like, picketed, and they were actually uh, in front of the CEO's house, which is, that's another subject that's particularly dirty. But all these people were making, like, close to $30 an hour, and they couldn't get fired, and they had little to no education, da-da-da-da, because they're unionized, right? Like, does that sound, does that make sense that a guy that pushes a button on a, I mean, you've seen those videos, how stuff is made and things are going by on conveyor belts. Does it seem like there's a lot of human interaction needed? The only thing I've seen that you used a lot of human interaction was a hockey helmet. 
Yeah, it's, it's things that are a little made. more. Yeah, it's things that are custom made. But usually, it's like robotics and conveyor belt. You know. And the guys just go like. So yeah, it's all these. Okay. All, and I'm not gonna pretend like it's the easiest job on earth, but it ain't far from it. And these guys are making a ton of money. And then, I mean, there's other situations like Flint, Michigan, where there, it's a union town and there's other problems. Uh, but that's c- kind of a fringe thing, and it's, for the most part, the exception to the rule, especially at this point in history. And uh, But, yeah, so, like, if you're the boss in Nabisco and you're like, I'm selling all these Oreos and I don't want to go up on price... And my only option is to either never not make a profit, make less of a profit because of inflation, blah, 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 or lay off these people, assume they can find a job somewhere else because that's life, and build a factory down there and, you know, make a better profit for the people that have invested in my company. What would you do? Go to Mexico. Right. That's, I mean, I know you're kind of bouncing off of my tone, but that's what I would do too. That's like, I'm not, I'm going to lose my job and not just that, but I'm, I'm going to not deliver on promises I've made to investors. You know, people that make, you know, the minimum a company offers, and that's part of the business model of corporations. It's not that they're not valued on an individual basis. It's that they are valued at a specifically measured amount. And, okay, so that's part of my explan- kind of explanation towards what you were talking about. The other thing is, we're the United States of America. We... We're the innovators of industrial revolution in the late 1800s, early 1900s. You know, we're the reason factories can be made and we're the reason you can buy a quarter inch nut here or in any other country that goes by standard measurements. And it's the same nut, right? In 1860, the Industrial Revolution and standardized manufacturing were the next thing. The Civil War, War was a symptom of our us as a country. I mean, many other things, but and for the purposes of this, let's focus on this part of it. The Civil War was a symptom of us as a country investing in the idea of the Industrial Revolution, of standardized manufacturing, right, as a more efficient way to advance human civilization. Now it is over 150 years later. 
and we're worried about industry jobs, manufacturing industry jobs going to other countries. But we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be the ones innovating all this stuff. So I'm saying with everything we have access to as far as edu education, da -da -da, why are we worrying about, a, you know, putting, putting our, you know, like I shouldn't be worried about putting you and your sisters in a job that fits a business model from 100, over 150 years ago. I should be fitting y'all into the next thing, whatever the next revolution is, right? It's building new, it's designing new technology, it's programming, it's something that we're not thinking about right now. And if y'all aren't ready for that, then I failed. So if y'all, if all I do is teach you skills that fit a union job, a manufacturing job, then I'm failing you, right? Yeah. And, pe and a lot of people might say the American education system is set up to teach people those jobs, and that's not not incorrect. Uh, that's why math and science are focused on, right? Okay, we're about to go eat. So, <laughs> I know we got, I don't even know how we got on this. <laughs> uh, how do we get on unions? Or, uh, anyway, so, I don't know. I think that's a good tangent to get on and stuff. You taught me a lot today. I, I didn't know anything about unions. <laughs> I thought it was like. I thought the union was, um... I'll probably have some friends that are Democrats listen to this and go crazy. Because yeah. Democrats love unions. Republicans do not. And what I am is closer to a libertarian. And libertarians really don't like unions. Well, that's I incorrect. I'm saying that libertarians are fine. Okay, so I told you about how they unionize... Right? And then they get the government to pass a law yeah. saying in favor of unions. Yeah. In what libertarianism should be is be totally fine with unions. You should be fine with workers getting together and organizing and saying, we only want to you know, this minimum amount of money, that maximum amount of money, this level of personnel control, flexibility, blah, blah, blah. Like firing and stuff like that. But also, but being freedom-minded, as libertarianism is supposed to support and be based on, they should be free to do that, right? Yeah. As workers, they should be free to get together however much they want to. But if you put a law into place that says you as a free citizen have to hire these guys in this organization, 
then that's limiting your freedom as a consumer. So it's kind of like cool. a win-win, lose-lose. Yeah, it's like you can build this thing, and that's fine. And then you put build all these credentials, and you advertise, hey, if you hire somebody from our union, you're gonna pay more, but you're gonna get better quality. You're gonna get better support. On the back end, you're get, you're buying a better product for the more mo- for more money, right? Yeah. And then the bosses, you know, their can hiring and firing is just a normal thing and whatever. It's a negotiation between those entities, and between those that offer the service and those that consume the service or good, you know, product, whatever. There's an honest negotiation there. That's free market. That's how it's supposed to work. And a lot of people are anti-free market. In today's culture, uh, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders are anti-free market. Hillary Clinton is considerably more free mar- pro-free market than Bernie Sanders. And Republicans aren't always as pro-free market as I would like. Uh, that's why I don't. I'm not calling myself a Republican. Uh, they limit it in other ways. A lot of it very sneaky ways. Um, but okay. The, but yeah, regulation, overtaxing. So classically, I asked you about taxes. When this is one of those teachable moments. This apparently is a podcast about teachable moments. Um. Democrats, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton will raise taxes, and Republicans, you hope, will lower taxes. So Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio are the two that are out, but then there's uh, Donald Trump and John Kasich are the main two that are left, I believe. But isn't my point on Donald Trump correct? About the wall, yeah. See, that's a weird thing. It's like Republicans are supposed to be about freedom, but there's this weird vein where, like, Republicans not all of them, some of them, though, are in favor of these oddly racist social policies. So they have a lot of decent policies related to money and free market. but they have we they Republicans classically are against gay marriage. Yeah, I don't know why. They're against illegal. They're not just illegal immigration. They're kind of against immigration. Uh, well, they're against brown people immigrating. Uh, and da, 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 a handful of stuff like that. Right? They're, like there are laws on the books. They're negated by uh, the Gay Marriage Act, but there are laws on the books in certain states, you know, limiting, basically saying it's illegal to be gay, right? How messed up is that? Um, Just be gay? Yeah. Well, specifically, it gets a little stickier than that. Eh, I'm, it depends on where you're at and when and stuff like that. But um, that's really messed up. Like Texas had a law like that. Um, it's a little bit more involved than just being gay. It's actually getting 
regulating what happens like behind a closed door by consenting consenting not completely clothed adults right it's yeah exactly that's why i'm not getting into it too hardcore i don't know man it's weird uh but that's the thing it's like there ain't nobody to vote for like uh I was wanting, if we would have had more time, I was going to get into the libertarian option. And maybe we will on another podcast. Maybe this will be the first in a series. The politics of boringness. Eh. Well, it's about you being able to make money when you're older. Money to support your family. I don't want you to, that'll be the last. You know you got to live and eat. That's what I tell everybody when they're like, you know, when on the days when I really hate my job. Yeah. And they're like, why do you work that job? I'll be like, my go-to line is always, because my kids like to eat pretty much every day. Right? Yeah. Guess what? That costs money. Do you know what money is? It is. I do, actually. Okay. It is the amount. It is a symbol, symbolic Representation. Representation of an amount of gold. No, it is not. Okay, then what is it? Uh, we used we were on the gold standard a long time ago, but we've been off of it for many moon longer than I've been alive. Um, but even that doesn't matter. Gold is still just a rock that's pretty. You know, it's not like God said this is this has value base all of your human interactions on this. Money is a representation of your life. So let's say I'm one of those union people that make $26 an hour. They're saying an hour of my life is worth $26, right? Yeah. That's why, again, this is getting oversimplification, right? But it's and and I'm trying to illustrate a point. That's why it's moral, morally correct. So if somebody tries to steal your money or something you paid for, that's why it's morally correct to be able to kill them because they are stealing hours of your life. You know that you invested. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, actually, that's I get why. that more now. Right. So like when you buy Nobody, and I don't know why nobody's like I had to figure that out. Like nobody explained that to me. Even in economics class, nobody explained that to me. And I had a pretty good economics teacher. Alright, that's my last thought. Uh it's not my last thought. I could talk about this for days because I'm a nerd about this stuff. But what is your last thought while you're making an airplane with your hands? <laughs> I like airplanes. Yeah. I gotta fly on an airplane in New York tomorrow. New York. Uh, so that was what, what? Any New York? No, it's not. It's cartoony. Oh, what you're doing? Yeah. God knows what you're doing. So, any thoughts about this? I would like to learn more. Okay. That's my uh, well, Yeah, what I would like to talk to you also is about uh, public land, because. On that one, I kind of flipped the other way, where the Democrats are a little bit better, although they're not great at it. Uh, Republicans are pretty bad about 
giving away public land to like oil companies. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope by the time you're listening to this that I got enough of the profanities edited out because we were being goofy. Um, thank you for listening to Wilderness Law Podcast with Lane and Tristan, where we probably did nothing to help you decide who to vote for wait, for president. Wait, what? can I do the exit music? Um, I mean, I there's exit music that's part of the podcast anyway, but you can do your version of it. Okay, get ready. Get ready to stop I mean, it's it. it's recording. Get ready to stop it. It's an edit. I'm making a computer after it. Do it. But um tush. Okay. Okay, that was bad. Yeah. Diddly doo doo dee. That was still bad. I really wish I had a camera going. Okay. Alright, thank you so much for listening to whatever that was. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Please. On Wilderness Law Podcast. Please listen. Please go to wildernesslaw.us to see that the blog that I to check out the blog I haven't updated and